Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlow Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from 4 Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bulk, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickheads you could say it's just it's, they're just there's good racing and i enjoy it yeah. from the racetracks across australia and around the world here's inside supercars hello and welcome to the show this week we continue our interview series we hear more from Chaz mostard on the longer practice sessions in 2015 jamie winkup on red bull's teamwork we have two retrospective interview packages for you the first with Lee Holdsworth speaking about his Clipsal 500 with Charlie Swerkholt and Walkinshaw performance. Then we take you back to Bathurst 2006 and we hear the full interviews that I did with Campbell Little, Craig Lowndes and Roland Dane about winning the first ever Peter Brock Trophy and of course that was Triple Eight's first Bathurst victory. It's a bumper show. First after the break, Jamie Winkup joins us once again. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bolt Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to have, um, take the win off him. So, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. We spoke with Jamie Wincup following the Tassie event and asked him if he'll be doing anything in the five weeks break until he's back in the car in Perth. Ah, uh, yeah, this year um, really, we've we're all been hanging out for Easter, to be honest. Easter's a big long weekend this weekend, so absolutely hanging out just to uh, have a few days off because March has been crazy with uh, three race meetings in, in six weeks. So um, looking forward to a mini break, but as I said, just uh, head down and... Uh, will be uh, flat out behind the scenes forever trying to improve the car. I think one thing that probably a lot of people don't realise is that you, Craig, even Roland, uh, when the race meeting finishes, you guys just don't swan off like uh, a a lot of other drivers and and owners do. You guys actually pull down the pit bays and and are are still working there. I know that uh, this is well after the race is finished and you've only just finished loading the uh, cars into the truck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we, we um, it's a huge week. We, you know, we got here uh, Wednesday evening, and oh, sorry, Wednesday morning, and uh, it's been a big week of promotional activities. We we race hard all weekend, and then it gets to the end. And to be honest, we uh, we all work together to, to pack the truck and um, make, you know, pack up and finish the weekend and get out of there as quick as we can, just to try to um, start refreshing the batteries. So. We've left the track uh, ten to ten to six, which is one of the earliest. Generally, it's about nine, ten o'clock at night. So, um, with the early race finish, we've been able to get out of the track um, a few hours early, which is great. And um, looking forward to having a quiet drink with uh, with with the rest of the crew. Do you think that the the fact that you guys are in there in the coal face with all the other members of the team 
is one of the reasons why your team is always so willing to sort of fall on their swords for each other? Oh, yeah, no, we, we are a team and uh, a good team works together and, you know, and no one's uh, more important than anyone else. So um, there's absolutely no reason why Lounsey and I or, or Roland wouldn't, wouldn't help pack up. It's, uh, we're all in it together and once that, once that uh, truck's packed, that's an uh, opportunity for us to leave and go and all uh, enjoy each other's company over a few drinks. Mm. Now, of course, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen joins the team um, next year and uh, for some reason I just have this line in, in my head from Days of Thunder. I'll tell you what's wrong in this deal. It's you, Tim. You're a victim of your own goddamn creation. Two race teams. That's one too many roosters in the hand to have. Uh, no, certainly not. Um, you know, we, to be honest, we, we're already, we feel like a bit of a three-car team anyway. Um, Gizzy's just down the road. He's got exactly the same car as us, shared data. Um, we're pretty much, he's just going to be in the same garage next year. So um, I don't think, in, the feeling I don't believe will change much. Um, at the end of the day, with uh, three cars, it gives us the opportunity to uh, employ a few more engineers and things like that, which um, I think will make the whole combination stronger. Mm. One thing I've noticed that you've said a number of times now, press conferences when we've chatted, hey, I haven't raced overseas like, you know, Driver X, who might have been the focus of the conversation, has. So I don't, I don't know much about that, but we're here and we're all very competitive here. How many championships do you have to win before you'd think about doing like Craig and, and Shane does, where they disappear overseas for a little while and do some racing there? Yeah, well, for me, uh, 14 race meetings a year, um, is a lot of racing, you know, by the time you prepare and then uh, debrief and whatnot. That's, uh, you know, 15 weeks of your life is, is away racing. So um, uh, my balance in life, I, I feel like that's, that's enough for me. So I'm not actively out there looking for, for other motorsport events, but um, there might be a time in my life where that changes, where potentially when I'm a bit more organised. But, uh, but at the moment, yeah, 15 rounds is... Uh, same weeks a year is plenty for me. Is there a number you have in mind? Like a, what, one famous example of a number being important was Dale Earnhardt. Realised he could never get to the 200 wins of Richard Petty, but uh, Richard had seven NASCAR championships. And most people in America say that the reason the championship's so important is because Dale Earnhardt's PR machine said, we're going to make getting more championships than than Richard Petty, the goal of our efforts, because no one's ever going to get to 200 wins. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Uh, I can't comment too much on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're enjoying what we're doing, and our, our motivation is to, to um, achieve good things as, as a group, you know. So, yeah, you certainly don't get used to winning. We, we, uh, we have high expectations on ourselves so to try to stay at the top and, and do that for as long as we can. So you haven't got a goal? You haven't got something you're shooting for? No. No, certainly not. My, uh, my, my, my goal is to, to do the best I can for, for as long as I can. You know, whatever, whatever number that pops up is, you know, as long as, uh, you know, the dad's trying to go home and say, oh, I did the best I could, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, well, certainly you're the uh, best of all time so far, so I guess you'd just be adding to that... Uh, that legacy now? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, there's, there's a lot of numbers going on in the background which, uh, which which are happening in the background, you know. At the uh, the forefront, we're, 
were out there enjoying our motorsport for what it is and um, just trying to make the most of uh, this good time in our lives. Mm. Well, Jamie, enjoy the five-week break and uh, looking forward to seeing the Red Bull Racing Australia cars back on the grid in Perth in five weeks' time. Yep, sure it'll go very quick. We'll, uh, we'll be chatting soon. After the break on Inside Supercars, Chaz Mostert talks about his move from Dick Johnson to Probe Drive Racing Australia and his hopes for the FGX. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as BS Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and we're unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Chaz Mostus joins us, and Chaz, I'm interested to know when you moved from Dick Johnson Racing to Pro Drive Racing, or FPR as it was known then, how much did you have to change your driving style, even though it was extensively the same car? Yeah, I mean, for me, not too much uh, change really from the FG, F, FG at DJR to the FG at um, Pro Drive Racing Australia. It's, um, it was pretty simple, but um, just had a, a lot more things, I guess, um, at my desire, I could um, you know push the direction I wanted to with the setup wise, and um, and that and that really gave me the foot up with with Pro Drive Racing Australia. And you know now with the FGX, I'm constantly changing my driving style, trying to to work out what this new car really likes and what it doesn't like. So it's basically like you know relearning all again. I speak to a lot of drivers, and I I sometimes wonder, isn't the idea you get the car to drive the way you want to drive it? Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it doesn't always go to plan. Sometimes, um, you know, these these cars are 650 horsepower, a lot of weight, um, and a pretty skinny tire, and and um, uh, in for the for the car. And sometimes what you want it to do, it won't do. So on the days that you feel like you're quite weak, you need to learn to adapt and and to um, change your driving style to to get the strength out of the car. Now you're going over to Perth, and we're going to see those long practice sessions again. How much better was it to have? good long runs on Friday, and also having those morning warm-up sessions. Yeah, all those practices were fantastic. It was a, For me, I feel like oh, I would I would rather lose time in the practice and, and put on two 100k races instead of the 60. That, that really uh, spiced things up a bit too much this weekend. It didn't really show much time for any degradation on tyres, and it, it kind of made, the for me, the racing a little bit boring, but... Um, the practices and the warm-ups, they were all great, you know, to, to get the drivers head into, into gear before qualifying sessions and all that. It was, it was, um, well, it was well thought of. So it's, uh, if we could just get those couple of longer races back for the first couple of races, then um, there would be an awesome weekend racing. Do you think that uh, these longer sessions have transferred, uh, well, have made up for the fact that you can't do any testing? Yeah, for sure. You know, we can't, we can't do that much testing. So it's, it's really good to, to throw caution to the wind when you come to a track um, and, and different types of tracks too. It, it, it feels like you're testing in, in those longer sessions. So, you know, you, you, throw, you try some things in there. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But um, 
it, I think it's definitely the way to go. So instead of testing so much to, to actually do longer sessions at the track you're going to be racing at. Now, a lot of drivers are doing mixed things over the five-week break. What have you got? you got any racing that you're going to be doing or how are you going to spend your time keeping yourself in tip-top condition? Uh, no racing, just, a, I guess, a bit of a mental break for me in the next four or so weeks. I'm going to go uh, back up to Queensland for Easter, hang, hang with my family and um, just relax a bit. It's been... Obviously, a couple of big weeks, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, obviously three three pretty much rounds in in a matter of uh, five weeks or something like that. So it was uh, quite close. So just looking to D1 a bit, refresh before Perth, and then um, hopefully go back out there. And then if we can be out the pointy end, it'll be a good weekend. After the break, we hear from Lee Holsworth following this year's Clipsal 500. I hope you're enjoying this special Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And And you're you're listening listening to Inside Supercars. Well, Lee Holsworth, at the end of the weekend, you were... How do you sum up this uh, clipsal? Um... Mixed feelings, like I'm, I think I'm uh, coming out of it with a lot of positives, but also, you know, disappointed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. I've still got my head held high. I um, showed very, very good speed throughout the weekend. Probably exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, every session with a top five pace, every race with a top five pace. Um, didn't quite get it right in qualifying because we struggled with braking balance throughout the weekend. Um, had had a lot of rear locking and and only just got on top of it in the last race so the best thing for me is to know that we've eliminated some some of those issues and um and head to the next race and the next part of the season with um you know a lot of confidence uh knowing there's a lot of potential and knowing that that uh the car's quick and i've got the right guys around me how beneficial is it knowing that the next time out is going to melbourne no points on the line you can just develop yourself in this car? Oh, it's going to be a huge benefit. I think, you know, the hardest thing for me was we only got one test day before, um, you know, this this round, the first round. So um, it was all very unfamiliar uh, jumping into the car this weekend, although the balance and everything's great. It's what I what I like in a car. Um, it feels like home, but, but there are some things that, you know, a driver needs to tune up for his own satisfaction and um and uh and, and it took us all weekend to sort of get on top of that so there's probably going to be a couple more things that we can improve at grand prix and then um it will take it from there head to tassie with a a really good shot at um hopefully bringing home some silverware this is now where you're at with your mindset we are now a podium contender every time i go out yeah it's funny i uh you know come out of this round um a lot more confident than what uh, you know? What I what I would have if I just got some solid top tens. You know, I, we showed more than that this weekend, and um, uh, 
yeah, you got to reassess your goals every now and then, and um, it was hard for me to to have goals before the start of the season. Um, but now we've you know I've seen what the car's capable of. Um, you know, GT and JC uh, got up on the podium. JC won it, so um, we've showed you know that the cars are capable of winning, and that gives me a lot of confidence. Um, you know, Slady was in the top ten. We've got four cars um, genuinely. Uh, capable of you know getting podiums, race wins every weekend at the moment. I think sounds like headspace for 2015 is uh, a lot better than it has been for the last two years. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was always a bit of a an unknown how I'd handle the start of this year. I just didn't know what I was in for. Um, didn't know whether you know I was being burnt out the last couple of years or. Um, but coming back, uh, showing speed at the Eastern Creek test day um sydney motorsport park and then and then coming back here to back it up again has definitely um you know cleared any of those doubts um have nothing but confidence at the moment has it surprised you just how much of a head game it is uh i think you can trick yourself into thinking that um some things are in your head but uh you know when you're not getting results like the last couple of years um, it's hard not to start, you know, with the, to, to have those thoughts run through your head. Is it second guessing, or is it doubting your ability? Uh, it's definitely not doubting your ability. It's more, I would say, scratching, trying trying to get to the bottom of everything. Is it, uh, you know, is there something else I could have done different? Is there, um, and, and I suppose it takes something like this to realise that. Uh, you know, you've got everything it takes and um, you just needed a decent rig underneath you. Well, all the best and look forward to seeing how it all pans out yeah, after you. Melbourne. Thank you. Can't wait. Lee Holsworth's Tassie was not quite what he wanted. He finished 22nd and 11th on Saturday and then on Sunday it was a 16th place finish, one lap down. Heading to Perth, Holsworth last year had a 5th, 12th and 18th place finishes. After the break we go back to the first year of the Peter Brock Trophy in 2006. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. In 2006, Bathurst was an emotional place. The mountain was mourning the loss of Peter Brock. Craig Lowndes, driving for Triple Eight in a Ford, took a Brock Tarana around in a tribute lap before the start of the race. And at the end of 161 laps, he brought home the Triple Eight first ever 1,000 win. In this package, we hear from Lowndes, Chief Engineer for Triple Eight at the time, Campbell Little, and team owner Roland Dane. First, it's Lowndes. 
who I asked about the feeling and the emotions of the mountain on that weekend. Uh, I think coming back to the mountain sort of uh, brought all those emotions back and, and uh, you know, to see the Brock family here was sensational. Was, um, they all individually come up and wish me all the best and, uh, you know, to be able to drive the car around that extra one around, uh, you know, this morning was, you know, I think that was probably one of the, my highlights of my career. It's just to, to, to drive something around that had won Bathurst uh, two years before, before my making. Um, you know, it was... Um, uh, it was really good. It was very memorable. One thing that you've been able to do right throughout your career is it, it seems to be able to turn yourself into a race driver and then turn yourself back into a, a public person. How difficult today was making those switches for you? Oh, pretty big. It was, um, you know, right, as I said, Roland asked me when I go back to the garage whether I wanted to swap and put Jamie and start the race, and I said no, because um, I was pretty focused on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve. And, um, uh, you know, I just had to get beyond that but use it. Like I used the used the, uh, the the benefits of it and um, and and really carried with me. Is that something you taught yourself, or is that something you learnt from someone else? Yeah, Peter. Okay. It was um, you know Peter Peter helped me enormously in that respect to understand um, the business a, a, as a whole. Like you know you understand getting in and out of the car. You know you got media people, so uh, you know he helped me enormously in that respect. And, and that's you know that, that that was the man he was. Where to from here? There's a championship, of course. But yep. what what do you do now for two weeks? And uh, probably get over a hangover, and uh, I don't know the boys. You know, Triple Eight's the first time they've won Bathurst. They've, they've been very, um, you know, um, uh, inspired, you know, to, to win it after last year because you know we knew it had the pace, we just didn't get it job done properly. So, uh, you know, they knew they wanted to come back this year and give it all, and uh, they did. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that uh, the guys will reflect on it, and uh, you know we'll move on. We're going to get ready now for Indy, which is a home event for us, and we love. And uh, although it's a bit of a car cruncher because of the concrete walls, but uh, then we go to Tassie, so um, you know we move on. You and your teammates did your boys uh, a big favour. They can celebrate with uh, two straight cars coming home. Yeah, oh look, but our second car, our sister car, um, uh, with Alan um, Simonson and Richard Lyons, they did a fantastic job. You know, there's a lot of cars and carnage going on, but they stayed out of trouble. They, they circulated. Um, they, feel, they they finished uh, inside the top ten. So. Um, oh, 12th? Oh, sorry. Oh, they were inside the top 10 when I got in the car. But, uh, but you know, they did, they did a great job. So, um, you know, Richard, I think, has opened his eyes up to the mountain. You know, his first time here. Didn't realise what we had in our backyard. So, uh, you know, I think he wants to come back. Congratulations, Cam. A little, uh, a fantastic result. What does this mean to you? Oh, a lot of hard work. You know, um, all the Ford's last three I've been at, um, engineered the cars. Uh, well, I didn't engineer the car in 88, but 98, now I get in 2006, and um, it's just uh, the, the amount of effort we've put into it, but uh, Craig and Jamie just done a fantastic job today. With the events leading up to this and Peter's death, do you think that put more pressure on everyone that had been associated with him? Everybody, uh, Craig in particular, he had a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's very emotional this morning, the start of the race. Um, you know, yesterday, just before, just before qualifying, you know, Bev Rock walks up to him, he was in tears before he drove out. So just, you know, it's just been hard work. The whole, you know, and, and the unfortunate, you know, the, the accident sort of happened this weekend. They just keep bringing it to your mind. And uh, but, you know, they, they, they've done a pretty brilliant job, you know, put it out of their mind and got on with the job. Very importantly, in a bigger sense of the championship, your second team have brought that car home straight. So you don't have to pull all-nighters to get yourself ready for Indy? No, we're, we're fairly well under control for Indy anyway. But, um, oh, no, it's just, it was just great. You know, good for us in the championship. Um, we really only had to finish in the top 10 to stay in the lead, but uh, this will just cement it a little better. Well, congratulations, Campbell. I know all the fans oh. out there are celebrating with you tonight. Yeah, we will be. Thank you.
Well, and Dane, congratulations. Triple Eight Racing, their first Bathurst win. Yep. How do you feel? Oh, I hope it's not our last. <laughs> Brilliant. You seem to be straight to work for the next race with that sort of attitude. Time to celebrate now? Yeah, yeah. No, we've got to have some proper celebration. You don't win Bathurst every day of your life, so we've got to make the most of it. And for Triple Eight, how does this build you for the upcoming seasons? Because the Bathurst win, they say, makes a season. Yeah, but we've also got a championship to think of. It'd be nice to do both. That's what we're going to try and do. All the best for that. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Next week, we'll conclude our series of interview shows. I hope you can join us for the next edition of Inside Supercars. Till then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.